right, Sakpase, Sakpase listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Zoe View. I am your host, Bo, and um, today I am here with our returning guest. Let her introduce herself. Hey, everyone. I'm Mary. Um, been on the podcast once before. I go by May on social media. Um, I'm also a co-host of uh, the Cool Down podcast. Me and my me and my son Zainab host that podcast. So we talk about our lives as immigrant women, African women, young ladies in our late twenties. You know, talk nice. about dating, finances, all the things relating to adulting on our podcast. So thanks for having me, Bo. No problem, no problem. And you guys could check uh their podcast out. I actually was a guest at their latest on their latest episode, so y'all could check it out. Um I don't remember what we talked about. I know sex was one of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we talked about sex, love, communication, intimacy. That was a really good episode. We actually split it into two, so part two went out today. Good. So y'all yeah. can check it out. I'm gonna definitely put on the on the um uh, the podcast on the description of course thank you thank you if now if if she sounds a little bit rough guys it's because she had a long night out <laughs> she thought she's 21 again where she thinks she could go out all night come home at all time of night and then be ready to go the next day well usually i am That's but not last night was hit <laughs> why does why does everybody do stuff like that like after because i'm sure this isn't the first time in the past year or two that you've gone out and you realize that your body doesn't react the same, right? Yeah, you're right. So, like, why do people do that? Me, that happened to me, like, two times. I learned my mm-hmm. lesson. But you see, I, I like to think that I prepare myself for it because, mm-hmm. like, I make sure I rest enough before. I make sure I eat. I'm hydrated still the next day. It's like... Oh, you oh, you one of those people, like, when you end up going out, when you, when you end the shock, groove of things you like fuck i'm so far in like what do you think when you realize that damn i'm drunk like where does your mind go honestly like i try to stop but the people that i went out with so my boyfriend i was celebrating his best friend's birthday Mm -hmm. so it was like you know groups of big group of guys and you know guys like drink like i don't do that some some guys don't be knowing how to drink like shot for shot like mm-hmm. and so the guys end up bringing you know their ladies and they basically wanted us to keep up i know myself like i how old were the guys Age they're range. in their late 20s as well early 30s and these guys are trying to go shot for shot like it's goddamn ring of fire or something uh, well that was a vibe last night i mean i did it i couldn't keep up Cause let I me tell you something for for i know majority of my listeners is either five years older or five years younger than me within that age range mm-hmm. me this is how i roll because once i find out you know i i i'm 30 now i find out very early on that i'm not 20 21 anymore like i want to say when i when did it first hit me i want to say like 24 25 mm-hmm. 25 i want to say my body wasn't reacting the same no more. so what i do of course make sure you get some rest make sure you eat before going out i'm I'm strictly talking to the people that, you know, your body don't react the same anymore after you, <laughs> after you go out. You ain't back in your freshman year of college or high school where, you know, you could drink 
and then you could go back to back going out nights and expect yeah. to be up and running the next day. You can't do that. I'm talking to y'all. You know, you could act like you don't claim that time, like you that person right now. Believe me, your body's gonna tell you you that person. It hits you fast. Fast. So what I do is like I I chill. Like I chill. First of all, at night, if I'm going out at night, if I'm not out the house by eleven thirty, I'm staying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how old school. That's how old I am. Cause I know like, cause if I'm not out moving around, right. I'm gonna fall asleep. Like if right. I'm just sitting in the house waiting on you. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna go. And you're gonna pregame and all this, and it's 11 30 when you step out the house. 10 times out of 10, I passed out on the couch by then. Even me simple. last night, my boyfriend came and picked me up. He came around like 11, and I was thinking, okay, 11 15, we're heading out because I'm already feeling tired. He was like, oh no, let's wait for the guys in the group chat so we can know their ETA. Listen, I fully dressed makeup on. Put myself into bed just in case <laughs> they, they try anything because I can't, I can't. I'm telling people now with these, um, this is just a, a advice. Another advice is when you go out, make sure you eat, make sure you drink water. Even while you out, if you know yeah. you're about to take a few shots, me, like, for example, right now at my age, when I go out, if I'm going to a bar or whatever, like two, three shots is my cap. And in between those three shots, I'm drinking water in between. Mm-hmm. That's what's helped me. I'm just giving y'all some tips. Like, drink the some water. The problem with that is the pee. Like, I... I'd rather, I'd rather deal with that problem. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If that means I'm going to wake up... And also, people got to know what their liquor is. Like, what their liquor of choice is. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned early on, I haven't drank vodka besides Tito's in, like, five years. Because wow. I realized my liquor of choice is not vodka. Like Mine I'll, is not Hennessy. I absolutely hate Hennessy. First of all, and Hennessy. I always a, get in my feelings whenever I have dark liquor. I don't know why. Like it just does something to me. Now you learn. Now you got to pick and choose the time frame you want to drink dark liquor. But for <laughs> example, Hennessy is not something people should be drinking. That shit is overhyped, overrated, and overpriced. Personally. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know my liquor of choice is, like, normally, if it's not wine, but even wine, I don't drink. And there's an occasion for that. Like, I'm not drinking wine at a bar because, one, that's, like, a wind-down type of thing. So my liquor of choice is always tequila. Mm-hmm, yeah, I can if do not, tequila. If it's not tequila, okay, I'll give me some douce, you know, give me some rum, I'll do that. But, like, you have to know your liquor of choice. Basically, you have to know the liquor that's not going to give you a headache the next day. Mm-hmm. Normally, for me, it's tequila. The worst liquor that'll give me a headache, that's why I stopped drinking it, is vodka. Any type of vodka. Grey Goose, whatever. Whatever it is, I can't do it because it's just like, I don't know. It's just, And then I hate flavored alcohol. Okay. I think that's really what it is, too. And most vodkas have, like, you know, some type of flavor to it. Ciroc's have mad flavoring, mm-hmm. different flavor and things like that. So take those rule of thumbs, people. You know, don't be like, don't be like her right now. Just <laughs> drifting. No, I'm fine. I'm actually not like hungover, thankfully. So what do you, you do? Know? What do you do when you when you're not like when you're like okay, I'm not hungover. When you think you hungover, what did you do? Did you eat? Did you just go back to sleep? Um, yeah, no, I tried to like. See if I know I have something like I was recording with you today. Like, make sure to check in. Like, I didn't miss that because mm-hmm. sometimes I can sleep and just like sleep most of my day away. 
Yeah. Um, but I made sure I ate. I didn't throw up, um, but my partner did. So I had to take care of that. Gotcha. It was one of those nights. Um, made sure I ate and drank a lot. Of, I woke up thirsty. Oh, my God. Like, my my, my lips are so dry. <laughs> so make sure I ate, drank water, tried to pick up some things around the house, around, the, around my place, so just so I won't have to deal with it tomorrow morning. So aside from that, so when did you realize that, okay, my body don't react the same as a woman? Like, I know as a man for me, it was I want to say about 25. I would say for me about 25 too. Okay. That's when I realized. And then I just realized that I don't really, I don't really enjoy drinking hard liquor that much. Like I'm definitely more of like that. Even champagne gets me lit. Listen, like. Yeah. I my friends make too. fun of me. Champagne gets me lit, like a different type of lit. Okay. Well, maybe that's your that's your choice. I always tell people too, like, yo, depend based on the function is gonna determine what I'm gonna drink based on the vibe mm-hmm. of the function. If it's like you know I'm at a bar. Okay, tequila. If I'm like at a wine, well, obviously if I'm at a wine place, I'm winding down. But if it's like, if it's one of those mixers where like it's not much turning up, it's just like hold a drink in your hand for the most mm-hmm. part, and you have to be socialized. You know, you got to keep it light. You know, things like that. So I never get invited to stuff like that. See, <laughs> where you just like mixers, mm-hmm. just chill, sip wine. It's really invite- like sometimes okay, you gotta clubbing. go. You gotta invite yourself, man. Some of these things they out there. You just gotta, you just gotta invite. If you're that sociable type of person, and I think I am, like, because let me tell you, like, Uh going out, going out clubbing at this age, it's it's still a little awkward for me because I don't think I'm an awkward person, but I just I find it weird that we go out to sit and just like or stand and just stare at everybody. Like nobody's really talking. The music's really loud. Even if, like, I want to say something to someone, I have to scream, like. Let me ask you this. Are you a club person? I I, I don't mind it, but I prefer, I much prefer, like, a house party or a game night. Well, same here. I'm not a club person, but I much prefer, like, a brunch. Or a yeah, I can definitely do brunch. Day parties brunch are fun, yeah. Or day parties, because just because, aside from the club, it's just that one the time the clubs be going on for too long. I'm gonna be real. Like, I've I've damn near almost fell asleep in a club before. <laughs> and it's was also it like the- an after hours place though, because we have places here in Houston that they start, they open it to, and they close at like six seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm from Miami, so we have clubs that stay open to the sun sun come up. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a problem. It's just that like it be the people that I go with. They never get the hint on when it's time to go home. So why don't you go? Why don't because, you leave? Because sometimes it's either they're riding with me oh. or it's like, you know, I don't want to just leave somebody like, you know, when you come with a group of people, mm-hmm. you don't want to leave off rip. So first of all, you got to make sure everybody good before you leave. That's why now I do drive my, I do drive myself and I tell people I may be leaving early. So don't ride with me or vice mm-hmm. versa. Like I try not to ride with people because just in case I don't like the scenery or just because right. in case I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Just in case I've had enough, but nah, I'm tell y'all. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in my friend group, like I've been labeled as like the mommy, like the mommy of the group, and like I'm always a designated driver. So like everyone's always like, "Oh, 
we're not driving because Mary's driving. They just volunteered me. But I mean, I did that to myself. I'm trying <laughs> to change that narrative. Like, because nah, I, mean, I don't even always want driving because I'll leave you. Like, I've done it before. Like, I'm, I can't do it. Or here in Houston, you go to one place, club hopping. We end up going to after hours and it's inconveniently far and it's starting to get late. I want to go home. Like, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Now with me, I, I go to I go to clubs though, but I only do it for maybe you'll catch me in the club maybe twice a year. And that's only because I like to I like to not I like to do things different every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like even though I'm more of a day party brunch type of person, I'm like, you know what, let me go out of my element. Because right. I don't really like those club person, I know who to call if I'm trying to go to the club. I got homies, mm-hmm. all they do is love going to the club, especially the strip club. Oh, and I've never my, been to a strip club. And I'm not, and I'm not that guy. You should, man. I heard Houston Strip Club is is second best to Miami. Really, Houston, Miami. I was, the top strip clubs I've heard of in America has been Miami, Atlanta, Houston. I've never been. It's not. A, it's not interested. I don't know. Not it's, interested. I'm not me. I've gone, but I'm really not interested. I go. I go just because I know when I'm not spending my money. Like if I know I'm going one of my. <laughs> What about homies that just like to show off? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll gladly go because I'm not that guy. Like, everybody yeah. that knows me know I'm not that guy. I only went mm-hmm. to the club twice in my life where I spent my own money, strip club. Mm-hmm. And I regret both times. Because I'm yeah. looking back at it now, I'm like, yo, I was really at one of my brokest points in my life at that time. Where the, fuck did I, where the fuck did I get this money from that I just that I just think I should just throw away like this? That's one thing I don't I don't like about clubbing at this at this age specifically when I was younger, like I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved going out. But then I think like how much money do these people have to be making to to get in all this top show? And it's, it's like going to the club <laughs> going going to the club and spending like five hundred dollars on a bottle is just not it. Mm-hmm. It's just not it for me. But that's just me. And then plus it's like it's the loud music. I know I know people that's listening. I know I just sound old, and that's okay. Believe me, I am A-OK with that. Speaking of old, I forgot to start off the episode like this. Normally, um, one of the things that I started doing is kind of like start of the episode with tea of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping. I did forget that. Um, before we started, I started um, warming up some ginger tea that I have with clove and honey. That's my tea of the day. You're such an old man. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> That's right. Ginger tea is so good for you. That's it's so good. Thing. I try to. Yeah. I drink ginger tea at least four times a week. Okay. Like sometimes okay, I mix though. it. I try to mix it with other things, but mm-hmm. my base is always uh, ginger or turmeric. Not nine times out of ten. So I, all you as a guest, if you don't drink tea, it's okay. But what what is your tea or your go to tea if you do drink it? Well, I don't know if I have, I like chai, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's it's. It's very strong, so I'm not always in the mood for it. But I tried this really, really good tea um, in the office the other day. And it was, like, green tea, but it had, like, hints of pomegranate in it. Uh-huh. And it was so good. Like, one of those teas you don't even need to, like, add too much sweetener to. Uh-huh. Oh, you one of those people really that actually good. likes your tea sweet? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I can just drink it, you know, Regular. just brewed. Yeah, but most times... I prefer just like a little bit of like agave or honey, something okay. like that. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. normally when I do my tea, that I drink it. I drink it bare, and I don't mm. do tea bags nine times out of ten either. I really? do. People like give me tea bags because they know I'm a tea person, and I just mm-hmm. keep it in the cabinet. Every now and then, I might throw it in, mm-hmm. but I really don't just because I prefer like the roots. I prefer to like mm. not to say the tea bag is not natural or whatever. It's just that I prefer it the other way. I prefer it the island way. Okay. It's just that I grew up on my people's used to just go in the backyard, cut off a branch, you know, rinse it off and boil it. Right. And that's boil like, it. Yep. So that's what I'm used to. And I still do it to this day. That's why I always like half of my garden is like herbs when I be sharing it online. So I, so I this um, garden. I can't. <laughs> listen, man, that's my prize, man. I love that growing. for you though. I know, man. And every month, every month is grow. Every month I add something new. Like I know in September we all we by the well the time most of y'all listen to this will be in September. Like I'm gonna add some more to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's like um I don't know, I enjoy it. I enjoy just sitting there and be like, damn, like just three weeks ago you guys was nothing. Look at you guys now. <laughs> three weeks ago you were just a seed. Now maybe when I you. have my own house, I'll be interested in that. But for right now, I mean even I when I didn't have even when I didn't have my own house, I just thought when I had lived in an apartment, I was just doing that in one plant and like one pot. Okay. Like one plant. Like, you know, you just do what you can maintain. Like, and I had a little balcony, so I just left it out in the balcony. It was only like one plant. Yeah, I see, I don't have a balcony. So my next place, hopefully, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll next place, hopefully. Out. So that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people, man, just act your age. Some of y'all out here ain't acting y'all age. I do act my age because here's one thing. I don't twerk in the club anymore. That doesn't mean you're acting your age. I know my... No, 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 no. Listen, I know my knees can't handle it. Especially <laughs> in heels. So even if I want to, like, uh-huh. I'll catch myself like, okay, you call me do this for a few seconds. Just sit down. Oh, you one of those. You'll do it in the in the, the intro <laughs> for like three seconds. And then and just be sit like, down. And then be like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. And yeah. Like, Really, no, no, stopping no. because you can't if, go no more. Because my knees, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some girls be like, "Oh no, nah, nah, I'm not gonna do it to y'all." Nah, the whole time you, I'm you in can't pain. do it. You can't do it because you're in pain. Yeah. Oh, I get it. You can't do it. <laughs> That's funny. You can't do That's it. That's my truth, and I'm okay with it. That's all right. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. All right. Let's switch it up real quick. So, um, for you guys that don't know, Mary's also Nigerian. And for anybody that knows me, knows how much I enjoy the Nigerian culture. And definitely, for example, Afrobeats is like my top two favorite genres. I used to say, okay, I just got into Afrobeats. But now I'm like, yo, I'm about, I'm about four or five years in into listening to like cons- consistent Afrobeats. I'm like, okay, this is my favorite. Oh, so I like to say, is there any random question? Do like your parents listen to? Do your do immigrant Nigerian parents listen listen to Afrobeats the way young people do now? They do. Honestly, I'm always surprised that my mom like knows about music that I'm listening like the, to. Listen to the new ones, like like the old, not the what's that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spots they do. Oh, they cool. do. I don't think as heavy as we do, but they do find out about some songs, and I don't know how. Maybe they <laughs> they hear it on WhatsApp. Mm. I don't know. 
What you mean you don't know how? Them people hip. The same thing you want, they catch it. They just catch it two weeks later or two months later. Oh my god! Like you know that song, Booga. That song that's like, let me see, go lo lo lo. It's like yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, that's like my mom's favorite song. Oh, that's she that's. She came to stay with me for two weeks, mm-hmm. and that's all she wanted to listen to. That's funny. On repeat. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, so Nigerian immigrants, they do listen to, like, the Afrobeats that everybody else listens to. I would say so, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm only asking because I know Haitians, immigrants, they listen to, like, the older version, the older um, Haitian music. So I'm just curious. Okay. Who, who that is that? I forgot that that one Nigerian old school guy that... um Fela Fati or something like that is called? Fela Kuti, yeah. Kuti, Kuti, yeah. I'm like, yo. And then I started doing Google. Like, I started using my Googles, and I'm like, oh, this nigga's a legend. Yeah, he is. For so many reasons, too. Like, his music spoke a lot about, you know, the politics that was going on in that time. Mm -hmm. Even, like, his great-grandchildren to this day, they're still making music. So, that's That's true. He's a legend for sure. Yeah, that's that's good to know because it's like normally, um, normally you don't. I well, for me, I can speak for myself. I don't normally hear about like or know about any like. Yes, we are originated from Africa and everything, like just like everything else. But to mm-hmm. actually like get some history lesson from people that I know or from like, thank God for the internet sometimes. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, yo, there's no reason why you shouldn't know any basic history. Right. Because you got social media, you got internet. Like, it really yeah. doesn't take much. That's true. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting with that guy. But yeah, I, I just, I just, I just love that for myself. But anyways, so, what are some of the I just want to compare because I've never, mm-hmm. I don't think we've never done that on here, especially last time you was here. What are some, some myths, for example, like as a Nigerian immigrant and that you or your parents would say in the house or would talk about in the house, let's say when you first came to America, what year you came to America again? I came, oh God, what year was that? <laughs> 2000. 2000 and let's just say it's been like 21 years yeah 2001 2001 okay mm-hmm. came around who was popping in 2001 what was that pink uh pink the singer uh britney spears give me somebody pink. give me somebody else in rap i don't know ludicrous Ludo, yeah that could have been ludicrous buster rhymes that's that era right ll cool j ll cool j was that era my dad used to look like LL Cool J back in the day. Your dad used to look like <laughs> LL Cool J? I swear he used to look just like him to me. So your dad is the Jamaican, is the Nigerian LL Cool J? He, no, because my dad is really light-skinned. He used to be really buff. Like, mm-hmm. really, really buff. Yeah. So, you, you, like you, so your parent is the Nigerian LL Cool J? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Wow. So anybody back home used to call him that? No, no. They, maybe because I back not. home they probably they probably not knew 
not com- that's not common to them. And look who just probably not as common. You would be surprised. A lot of people in Nigeria like know more about like American music than like. No, no, I that's do. that's everywhere though. That's I, I mm-hmm. realize that uh, American rap, especially American rap music, is worldwide. That's yeah. why I, I remember when I was younger, I used to never understand why they used to push rock and roll to people. Because I'm like, because I remember when I was in Haiti, mm-hmm. for example, I remember when I used to go back often. I had a cousin. He used to rap Fifty Cent in the club. Mm-hmm. He would rap that shit bar for bar. Wow. And then when you try to say like say a sentence to him in English, he wouldn't understand shit. <laughs> but when he's talking about you can find me in the club, baller full of dub, he'll repeat it bar for bar, but he don't even know what he said. <laughs> he was just saying shit. And then yeah. boom. It's just it's just fun. Cause I always I feel like that. those type of those type of artists, they could always go worldwide and like mm-hmm. still sell out tours right now oh yeah definitely i mean who was it cardi b came to she went to was it nigeria last year and she had a concert so many nigerians showed up yeah nigeria and ghana i think because they, they, they don't get that those type of artists all the time mm-hmm. so people people show out for them for sure but you said myth yeah what are some mm-hmm. like myths when it comes to american culture or just like coming to america in general that you grew up on because I definitely know I had some but I'm gonna let you go first I don't really know about myths myths maybe like, we need oh, to like yeah, or for okay, example okay. like you know okay let me let me start with mine I remember when I was coming here even to, I'm I'm guilty too because it's like some of my family still think like this unfortunately um they'll be like oh black Americans are lazy as hell Right. That was one thing. It's like, yo, black Americans are lazy. Um, another myth my people, my my Haitian immigrant parents used to tell me is that uh, if you wear an earring, you're gay. Offer it. Oh, yeah. No I doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Those uh, black Americans are lazy. If you wear uh, earring, you're gay. Um, and then later on, I'm finding out in the world, it's kind of like, I don't know how this with Nigerians. I just thought that. Um, the Car- Caribbean in general is like that. I just think like they had the mentality of the white man. We're very much similar in that, I would say. My parents, they really even glorified speaking English. Like my dad really didn't want us, to, he didn't want me to sound like them. I don't know why. What you mean? Like they didn't want you with the Nigerian accent? Yeah. Like, yeah, I hate that. They didn't stress well, for the people that hold on for the tongue. Yeah. For the for the for the people that's listening, where are you from? From Nigeria in Nigeria? I'm from Cross River State. I'm from Cross River State, so that's in the south. I'm not from like one of the major tribes like Yoruba Igbo. Mm-hmm. Most Nigerians will call me Kalaba, but that's just the major city in Cross so River. That's, that's the that's the closest major city to where you're from. Yeah. Kalaba. I'm I'm Cross Riverian, though. I call myself Cross Riverian. So what um, what what is the we, what is the language they speak in your village? The, in my village, we speak a language called Legbo. That's Legbo. L-E-G. Yeah, like Legbo. <laughs> Legbo. Like Lego. Legbo. B O. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Legbo. Mm-hmm. So it sounds it sounds a little bit like the Igbo language, but it's not. Like we're mixed with Igbo somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So my parents speak it. I understand it like very, very well, but I cannot speak it. Like I can try, but it takes me very long to form sentences. 
Mm-hmm. My sisters who were born here, they don't hear. They don't even understand like our broken pidgin or English. I understand that. I understand my, the native tongue, but I just don't speak it. My father was like really adamant on my English being perfect, which That's is great, cool. you know, for me. But like, it, I miss you, that. I I'm not able to like connect with other people in that way. I got you. It's like, and then it's kind of like both could coexist. Your birth, your English could be perfect and still right. speak. But I'm hoping. I always say I hope that you would instill something different in your kids in the future because that oh, I know of I course do. of course i mean yeah. i definitely i want i want my kids to be able to understand to speak if they i'm not gonna force them to mm-hmm. you know but i would like them to have some interest in at least knowing a, a language the nigerian language even if it's you know my husband's yeah. but as and far bl- as myths i'm even thinking i'm still thinking about no, no, no. That's fine. Keep thinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just speak on some of mine. Just, but um, mm-hmm. you're correct. I think like um, it's sad because I feel like most immigrant parents like they, they inherit a lot of that white man thinking because it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Patient too. Like, yes, I was born in Haiti, but I was raised here, thankfully. But I speak Creole just fine. But yeah, I have other younger cousins and stuff like that. They don't speak it at all. They understand it one thousand percent. Mm-hmm. but let them speak it but I always feel like that's why grandmas are around yeah <laughs> grandmas always remind you of the roots because they're the last ones that was there they're kind of like that elder that like could instill more in you but that's also mm-hmm. if you have that relationship with grandma because you know, these nowadays grandmas is different <laughs> I think my grandma's the reason why I can even understand because like there you go. barely even speaks English both my grandmas so mm-hmm. even when I speak them on the phone uh-huh. They speak to me like in our language, like straight up, and I just try to respond in English. Yeah, I have a simple solution to when I, when my future kids come, to because mm-hmm. I understand that even me, I might have some trouble with like you know, because I'm so used to speaking English sometimes. Like if I'm not mm-hmm. around my Haitian people, I'm not gonna. I mostly don't really speak it like that. But mm-hmm. a simple solution is just like hanging around with grandparents, one and two, shipping your ass back in the summer. You know, for a couple of weeks. That's important. Yeah. That's so important. Because that's what my parents did for me. Like, every, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think elementary, because I came, when I came here, I was in a third grade, I believe. So, like, every summer, I would go to Haiti for like the whole summer, not mm-hmm. a week or two. It'd be like for two months. That's mm-hmm. also because my, my, like, my dad lived out there. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a hard thing. Even if you can't do that, you know, if, even if you could do a week, Cause that's what that's what that kept me, and it also kept me grounded. Yeah, I remember one time I went to Haiti, um, and we had you know Haiti doesn't have twenty four hour power and stuff like that. And I remember okay, like Nigeria, yeah, <laughs> like and then we came and I came back here, and then I came back to Miami. This was like I don't know, I probably was in the eighth grade or something. I came back to Miami, and I think that was the year where we got a major hurricane. I think that was the year Katrina hit. And then, okay. like, we was without a power. This is right, right when school started. This was like late August, September. Mm-hmm. We went out. Of, we went without a power for a while down in Miami for at least like a good month. Wow. And then I'm seeing all my classmates like just chucking, breaking down about how they ain't got no hot water and shit like that. And then here I am, fresh from Haiti that whole summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm never taking hot water for granted. One and mm-hmm. two, like, I know how to live because it's like. 
just because there's no hot water don't mean I'm not gonna shower. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna live my life. Because right. I'm grateful for the little things. I feel like that also grounds you and humble you because it's like it's a lot of things we all take for granted here, mm-hmm. especially when you, not just in America but in general. It's a lot of little things we all take for granted that I am grateful and privy that I didn't. And I'm grateful for my parents even sending me back because it's one thing when a parent tell you, oh, you know, the immigrants tell you, oh, back when I was in Nigeria, we didn't have this, this and that. Right. Versus you going back there and living and it. Seeing and like, it. Yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. Let me tighten up. It's just like I remember my goddaughter, my cousin, my cousin child is also my goddaughter. And I remember when he took her to Haiti first time. And keep in mind, it wasn't the terrible part that she took him to it's just that it was hot as fuck mm-hmm. and she my, my cousin was telling me that yo she tapped me she was probably like four or five or something like that she said he said like five six he said he tapped her and he was like yo dad am i in hell why is it so hot over here? <laughs> Not this, she was like because it's so hot and Not i'm like hell. Cause she's used to like if it's hot outside, let me just go inside in the AC to cool off. AC, yeah. Ain't no AC. Mm. Ain't no AC. <laughs> if you go in the house, all you're gonna get is shade. No wind blowing, barely any wind unless you by you next to the water. And it's even hotter in the house most times exactly. anyway. So. <laughs> she was like, "Yo, are we in hell? Cause it's so hot." And I just bust out laughing. But these type of experiences are very important. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that these type of experiences what most Americans don't get for when they go to certain countries and live out, they can't handle it. Because cause to me, I also realized that you're growing up, any immigrant, any background, you can survive in America. If you can survive right. in any country, even if you're from certain areas in Europe, like niggas from the UK, Serbia, I have a Serbia dude that I know. He was like, man, they bomb random places for fun in my country. I'm not wow. worried about what, what's going on over here. Wow. Like, because I always feel like that's why immigrants are thriving. Like, they thrive different here because it's mm-hmm. like, yo, they didn't have shit, you know. Just going to school. Like, some kids, they ain't had the privilege to just go to school for free. Right. Or go to school and get free food, even though the food is terrible. Mm-hmm. That's another topic for another day. But they ain't even had that. <laughs> it is, man. Like, the shit, they, the shit they feeding these kids for free lunch, that shit should be illegal. Right. Alright, but you got any myths yet? Or are you still thinking? Uh, I'm curious what type of myths come from the Nigeria side, even though you said the the uh by the way, I do uh, I just wanted to make a disclaimer, man. Not every black American is this lazy. That was the dumbest to me, that was the dumbest myth. I don't understand why uh, like it's white they, man they it's think the white like man that. thinking. Like, it's the white man thinking. They like, oh, all of them are in either in section A or this and food stamps. And I'm like, bro, you do know, first of all, it's not enough population-wise. There's no way more black people are on food stamps. It don't mm-hmm. even make mathematical sense. Right. But I, once again, I realized the white man did a number on the world. Mm-hmm. Well, so, my, par- my parents always basically ha- reminded me, like, hey, you may look black, you know, to everybody else, but you're not black American. You're African. So not that that's a myth, but that's something that they like instilled in my head. Oh. Like you're different. You're not like them. I'm not sure what them meant, but that's that nice. is. Yeah, that's you're not nice. like them. You're different. You're not like them. Don't act like them. So I was always getting told like, don't act like them. Don't act like them. 
to the point where like okay me being young I was like what six I didn't really I didn't end up having a lot of like black American friends I ended up having a lot of other immigrant friends and my parents love that for me that's what they always wanted I guess so there's that of course you know the whole um people that sag sag their pants they're like irresponsible people that like you know dressed indecently they're irresponsible so you always have to you know make sure you look you you look um you look like a responsible person so of course they always have something to say about people who had like piercings and a lot of tattoos and you know people who work certain jobs even like kind of like look down upon even though most immigrants when they first come here they're in like service you know, service jobs, lower too, end so. jobs. Yeah, just a lot of like crazy stuff. Like, okay, it's I guess somebody's. It's 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 very much similar to what you were saying. You know what? How Caribbean parents. Mm-hmm. That's good to know, because yeah. I now that makes it makes sense why every I had a, I had a conversation with these uh, guys from India, and mm-hmm. it was the same shit. It was like. Because at first they thought they it they must be an immigrant thing. But... They were, it, it's an immigrant thing. That's why I say like. Because what they see, that's when I realized, though, you're what you portray online. That's why I understand people that uh, even now they'll be like, yo, I'm not playing this role because of what it portrays. Because mm-hmm. it's not just about us in the U.S., especially now. Like, shit is international. You could be, you could, like, right now there could be a fucking kid in uh, fucking uh, Nairobi listening to this or some kid in the middle of Japan listening to this. Mm-hmm. And they may envision certain things that they may think is normal here and it's fucking not. Right. Because all those things, yeah, because like, to me, it's like all those myths, it's not that they're not true, but that's not the majority. That's, that's not everybody. Yeah. Because, yes, and then another factor that I learned growing up is also like, yeah, that kid may be sagging his pants or he may be, you know, troubled at school. But one major factor that people don't talk about enough is the fucking surroundings. Mm-hmm. How the kid is brought up, how the system put them in a situation. And it's kind of like, I use this simple example is like, yo, if you grew up eating shit, you don't even know that you're eating shit at a certain right. age. And that's the simplest example I could give and also the direct. Like, it should make sense to everyone. If you're used to eating shit, if if the only shit that's around your neighborhood has been shit and you eat it all the time, it's kind of like when you go somewhere and you eating like, real food, you like, yo, what is this? Mm-hmm. So I could speak that for me, and I'm grateful that I had, like, an experience of both because I feel like growing up in Miami, yes, I'm Haitian, but I had the growing up experience of African Americans, fucking Hispanics, Dominicans. So right. I'm grateful for that overall. But the stigma, oh my God. Like, and then also, like, I'm getting experience where, like, I have family that lives in other places. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing, too, is like, from what I know, like, for example, I'm going to speak on friends. Like, I have family and friends that lives in France. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the Haitians there, it's so funny how that shit works. Some Africans, they put, like, beneath them. As in, like, oh, I'm not I'm not African black. Hmm. Like, I hate, the, I hate the thought of, oh, I'm not black. I'm not like, you're not like them. Like you said, how your parents be like, you, you're not mm-hmm. like them. I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, you get stopped by the police right now. You We're all black. Yeah. You could be from Nigeria. You could be from India. You could be from fucking Barbados, motherfucker. Yeah. You all, we all niggas mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I always like to tell people, yo, the white man did a number. Because look, look how many 
decades and centuries has been. And look how the state of mind it still is. Right. So. That's crazy. Sad, too. I mean, I, I, I hope to raise my kids to be better, but there's only so much you can really explain. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these things have to just be experienced. Definitely. Gotta be. And I, I even, um, I have like a little cousin here in Houston and his mom, he, they're Ghanaian. So his mom is always telling me like, she's genuinely worried because he thinks he's white. What is he and he doesn't what? like hang out with other black kids. How old is he? He's like six. What do you mean he thinks he's white? Like he like, doesn't cause, he doesn't like because kids kids don't know if they're black or white. That that black and white shit is taught. But like he, he doesn't like want to identify as African. Like he refuses that he's African, that he's Ghanaian. Give me a, And give it's me like how do you even have a, that conversation? Okay, like they'll have like a cultural day. Mm-hmm. For at school, like you know how they have like spirit days or whatever, and they oh wear something from your culture if you have something. He refuses to wear like African anything African. But does your but he does, sees other African kids wearing it. But does your does your does his parents like educate him on that though? Oh, of course they try to talk to him, but he so is he at a predominantly white school? I think his school is pretty mixed. It's pretty diverse. But, you know, the white kids are, you know, the wealthy ones that he plays soccer, too. So it's mm-hmm. predominantly, you know, white and maybe some immigrants. Yeah. Majority soccer teams here in the U.S. is either white or majority immigrants. Like, yeah, everything else. It's like white and everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the people he's around are mostly white, I would say. And, like, I even have to explain to him, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, being African. Like, knowing where you're from is probably one of the coolest things, like. Forget cool. That's one of the realest things because I always feel like that's always been um, the downfall of an African-American. Yeah. It's because of the fact that because you're like, like, once you know where you're from, can't nobody really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the to me that's the greatest downfall of African Americans because you know like we me and you we have somewhere we could go back to and then, right if if like, shit hits the ceiling I'm going back to <laughs> go yeah, back I to my village listen I don't give a fuck how much of a shithole country Trump or anybody else tell you how Haiti is believe me if shit go left I'm gone mm-hmm. but I also think like it's like they don't really know where they came from so it's difficult. Right. Because it's like the place you think you're from, they niggas don't even accept you like that. Mm-hmm. But but then again, I'm like, your cousin is just six though. Like that's a to me, I'm like, yo, that is a small age to even understand the concept of like you're from here, you're not from here, or like mm-hmm. what is culture. I think I think because like we as well, let me just say this this family, they're very, very Ghanaian, like it's the food they eat. You know, they speak, they try to speak their language in the house so that the kids, you know, they're very young. They can understand it at a young age. But I think her frustration is that he just, like, refuses, like, no, I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not this. Then what does he know that he is, then? If you're not that, then what are you? He he claims, he claims he's, he's British. He's a British. Yeah. Come on, you're looking. No, 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 no. That's, you don't think that's, that's just a good thing? That's because um, his mom used to live in England, so he swears he's British. But 
but that's not just him going through a phase. You know how kids be like, oh, I think I'm Spider-Man or some shit like that. I mean, I hope not. We'll see in a few years <laughs> if he's still talking the same. I mean, but... talking the same doesn't... I don't think... I also don't think talking means you're less of anything. Because mm. it's really what's more internal. Like, to me, it's like, yo, are you proud of where you come from at the end of the day? Because I think even when I was young, like, of course, I came I came here. He was born here, so it was different. Yeah, that does but make like, a difference. I, I have a different type of love for my country because that will always, you know... Yeah, that will I, always be a big part of me. So even when I was younger, I would oh I, oh yeah, I'm African. Yeah, I'm from Nigeria. Actually, I was born here. Of course, I used to get made fun of like so badly when I was young. Like I used to get bullied. You don't think you don't think it's so funny how like it's cool now to be from those places? I don't think it's funny. No, I no. think it's very offensive. <laughs> actually, I'm like, everybody you know, wants to be. It wants to be from, from somewhere. somewhere now. Like, like, it's like yo, back then when you used to get bullied, fights. And yeah. then now, now people are dying to just be one one percent of that. You know the last yeah. thing your your cousin should do, man, ship his ass back to Ghana. You say they, they're and from Ghana, right? Yeah, he hasn't she, been back. She ship his ass to Ghana for a summer. He'll get right. I, I think we, we've been talking about that. They'll start when he gets like a little bit older, so he can Fuck. understand. Nah, nah, nah. Start young. If he if he's if he understand that he ain't he ain't Ghanese. Is it Ghanese? Is that how you Ghan- Ghan- Ghanaian. Ghanaian, because Ghanaese is people that's from Guyana. Never mind. Mm-hmm. But if he can if he think he understand that he's not that, then he that little nigga understand enough. He's Better smart. Oh, he's very, very smart. That's a that's another reason that to ship his ass there now. Better than me. Oh, the minute you start kid, the minute you start talking that talk, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got the right uncle in here for you. I got the right. I got the right. I got the right. My grandpa's still alive, and the way that nigga living, he'll live for another twenty years. So don't worry. I'm gonna send you out there for for a couple of days, and then I'm gonna come get you. I re- I really hope I have kids who appreciate like Nigeria. I really hope I do because my me, I'm so different from my sisters. Like, of course they're born here, but. Me, like I I love like I I would do anything for a ticket to go home like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My sisters, they 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 no. How they went they? I think once or twice and they did not like it. One mm-hmm. is twenty one. Mm-hmm. The other is fourteen. Oh, okay. So they went when they were like younger, like way younger, like the 21 year old is like a teenager. Because with me, I like to, um, I mean, man, I'm shipping them kids out early. Mm-hmm. Early just to get it in their system. I mean, going seen... to Haiti is not as expensive as going to Nigeria. It is. it is. I understand that too. I understand that part. Like Haiti too, especially coming from Miami to Haiti, because that's like mm-hmm. a, that's barely a two hour flight. Wow, you're so lucky. What? <laughs> that's barely a two-hour flight. I know for y'all, that's what, like, at least a thousand. It's right? a whole trip. It's mm-hmm. like it could take up to like half a day. You always have to stop over somewhere. Mm-hmm. They used to have a direct flight, but I don't know if that's still happening. I think it's from direct New Jersey or New York. Really? To um to. Lagos, if I'm if if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly, oh, okay. something like that. 
I'm sure that'd be shit. The pop, the Nigerian population is more now, so I wouldn't be surprised if there are direct flights, especially or even from Atlanta, because Atlanta Nigerians are different. Yeah. <laughs> well, different. you think Atlanta Niger Houston Nigerians are literally <laughs> like they just came from you know, there's some parts of Houston, like it feels like I'm in Nigeria. And I think that's I why I love Houston. Like I heard, I heard. I heard Houston is like that, but Nigerians in Atlanta, they different, boy. <laughs> they different. But I'm gonna have to close it here. I have to end it soon. I gotta um brewer. I had a long day, listeners, and I need to prepare for bed. That's how old I am. Man, we're eight. It's it's, it's seven for you because you mid Midwest, but yes, it's eight. I know because it's a whole process for me. It's like I have to eat dinner. I have to like fucking shower. Such an old man. I know, I know. I have a long week, man. I have a long I week. Understand and like, my back been hurting for the past uh, day. You I haven't see. been doing your yoga, your stretching. I I haven't, but it's not even that. I was lifting something, and it kind of pulled my pulled my back out. Damn, I sound old every time. Well, I you got to start lifting with your knees. Be careful I now. I know, I know. Don't hurt, but, don't hurt yourself before you have little bows running around. <laughs> thank you. I'll try not to. I'll try not to. But once again, thank you. I appreciate for having this talk. I love talking to my fellow immigrants. It's always fun to see yeah, if like likewise. other other migrants think differently. The, the 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 thing I got is that no one thinks different. It's the same thinking. We're pretty much the same. Yeah, the same thinking, just a different country. That's all. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share to the listeners before we end? Um, I just want to say, if you like conversations like this, we talk about, you know, of course, topics like this and more um, on my podcast, The Cool Down Pod. So that's all. Thanks for having me, Bo. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully back be on. Definitely. Next time I'm trying to have them listen, I'm trying to have her and her co-hosts on. Or yeah. even, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just her, she's always welcome. And I'm always down to do it. So thank you, you guys, for listening. Don't forget, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those two things right there. If you like, definitely leave us a review. We're on iHeartRadio and all other platforms. And um, any positive note you want to end, I also like to end with a positive note for the day. Um... It could be a phrase, it could be a saying, it could be anything. Positive. I don't have one right now. <laughs> what do you have right now? You still drunk? No, I'm not still drunk. I just need to have some water. I'm so thirsty. Jesus Christ. You've been I'm thirsty gonna go since get, yesterday. I'm going to go try to get some sun right now. Some sun. Oh, it's still sunny where you at. I forgot. Yeah, a little bit. <sighs> My God. Okay, I have a positive note. Just take things one day at a time. That is one day yeah. at a time. That's all you can do. One day at a time. That's good. My positive notes for this episode is uh, preparation. Just that's prepare. It. That's the word. Okay. All right. So that's exactly what I'm about to do when I get off this podcast. <laughs> preparation. All right. All righty. Thank you very much. Until next time, guys. Peace. Bye.